A very good morning again to you. It is Friday the 12th of January and the Big Sports Breakfast Summer Show continuing. Will Davies and Josh Reynolds with you. We'll have another week of the Summer Show next week before Loz and Clark here back on Monday, January 22. Ben Way will host that week with them and then Mido is back the following Monday. A massive year in sport coming up. Josh Reynolds, good morning to you. Um, we've been talking a lot about the cricket. The Australian men's team will play the West Indies in two tests, the first of those in Adelaide next week. Uh, and overnight, uh, or at the end of yesterday's play, the West Indies lead the CA11 by 214 runs. They were three for 137 at stumps, declaring ahead of day two. They then bowled CA11 out for 174. West Indies now three for 137. Seven of their squad without test experience. Mm. A player looking to make his test debut. Uh, Kevin Hodge, he's unbeaten on 44 ahead of the final day in that uh, CA11 match. Scored 51 in the first innings. And uh, Shamar Joseph, one of three West Indies bowlers to take two wickets yesterday. He's exciting people with his pace and ability. Uh, looking forward to the, the test match against the West Indies next week. And then obviously in Brisbane, the day-nighter. Look, it's... I love cricket. Mm-hmm. I love watching cricket. But, yeah, look, I, I, th- I think it'll be a very dominant Aussie display. Uh, we just dominated Pakistan, and Pakistan will beat the West Indies at the moment. So, But, look, it, it'll, be, it'll be good. It'll be interesting with the Steve Smith. Yep. Uh, see how that goes. Uh, as I mentioned before, I think he'll be really, really good. Um, uh, does Cameron Green comes into the side? Number four. Number yep. four. That's, you know, that's another something new in the, in, in the top order. Yes. So that'll be interesting. But yeah, I, I just think it will be too good. It's, yep. it, it's yeah. I just wish wish we had a, a really good coming up against a good team, so we could see where we're really at. Steve Smith at the top of the order next week. He'll bat with Sydney Sixers tonight against the Thunder in the Big Bash League. Looking forward to that one. Big occasion in Sydney for that and for the Sixers. A big opportunity. Last night, Adelaide beat Hobart by eight wickets. Uh, in the NBL, a uh, big weekend in that competition as well. And the 36ers beat the Kings last night. But so much to look forward to across the tennis courts in Australia and, of course, Melbourne next week. And to dissect the draw and talk all about it, Roger Rashid. Roger, a good morning to you. As always, we look forward to chatting with you every day next week as we cover all things Australian Open. But one of the big stories, certainly from a local perspective, out of that draw, Alex Demonor will play Milos Raonic, who's ranked in the 300s now, but uh, was as high as world number three. Two years with injuries interrupting his tennis, but what do you think of that clash for Alex Demonor? And at his level now, should that be somewhat fairly easy for him to take care of Milos Raonic? Uh, morning, guys. Yeah, look, it's uh, an interesting when the draw pops up, both on both sides, men's and, and women's. You're, you're always looking for some interesting matchups and uh, a few little popcorn first rounders. And and this has, well, you know, in its, if you looked at it just on face value, you'd think, wow, this this could be, um, you know, a heavyweight uh, tennis match. You know, for Alex, especially taking on Milos, and obviously, you know, Milos has, has been. Uh, he's, you know, he's as you said, he's been as high as number three in the world. Coming back from injury, he's a big, uh, big man, Milos, and really relying on on one of his, you know, his biggest weapon, his serve. So, uh, I don't think it's going to be. A, it'll be slightly tricky if Milos gets hot for a period, mm-hmm. but the reality is, Alex is in his prime. Um, his movement is is a strength. His ability to be a counter puncher is a strength. Uh, he returns extremely well, so all these things sort of go in. Um, yeah, that's tick, tick, tick. Versus and against Milos, that's not a great, 
um, scenario for him. He doesn't, you know, he wants to get some free points. He's not going to, he's not going to be able to sort of really engage in too many long, long rallies. So I think, yeah, I think Alex is going to be. He'll have to be. The, the beauty about that draw is that it makes you alert straight yeah. away. So you're you've got to be ready. You're on your toes. We know Alex is generally. Uh, very ready for his matches, but this this all this definitely puts a little bit of um, uh, a spotlight on it, and so I, I think it's a good opening match. Rog, uh, just quickly on Demonor before we move on, because there's a lot to talk about. Um, as you say, should should be fairly easy for Demonor the way he's playing against Raonic, but needs to certainly be on the draws. Uh, not too bad for Demonor in terms of what's coming up. Potentially Andre Rublev looming in the round of 16 uh, in that wider side of the draw for Demonor. Do you think that favours him going deep? Yeah, I like I like that side of the uh, side of the draw. There's no doubt about that. I think you you know, and, and then you and then potentially you're looking at someone like uh, Yannick Sinner in the quarterfinals, and and he's he's one of the favourites go, going into this tournament. Finished hot last year, so uh, yeah, I like the Rublev matchup as well. You know, it's, it's someone who can yeah hits the ball big and is is out there swinging. But um, yeah, again, it, I think it falls it falls nicely in in um, Alex's favour there. If that was a fourth round match, it'd be a night match on. Uh, Rod Laver Arena, so um, you know you've got this Australian public, and don't underestimate the value of, uh, you know, I think I don't think we ever do in our sport and in our country is estimate the value of our fans uh, when we're when we're playing um, players from overseas, and you know they get right involved in the matches, and uh, you know that especially Rod Laver Arena been there enough times to know that there's a big shift in um, in your mentality, and it keeps you keeps you alive, alert, and it um, you know, keeps you hanging in there when, when things aren't going your way. So I do like his section. Roger, unfortunately no Rafael Nadal, uh, but the Spanish flag will be flown by Carlos Alcaraz. How do you see his draw playing out? Uh, I, like, I like his draw. It's not a, it's, it's, I don't feel like he's got potentially Tommy Paul in a round of 16. Um, so it's not a it's not a heavy draw for him. It's a, it's a, I think it's a, you know, their matchups. He plays Richard Gasquet to open proceedings. You know, Gasquet was a former top 10 player, super player, but uh, will offer some challenges, but not over five sets. Then there's potentially Dan Evans, um, you know, and his seed in that section is uh, Bublik, who's, who's going on here and he's in the semifinals in Adelaide at the moment here. So I called his match yesterday and uh, he's a quality player, but probably doesn't have the, the attention lifespan over five sets. So you're thinking it's going to be Tommy Paul and Alcaraz. Tommy Paul losing uh, yesterday in the quarterfinals here in Adelaide. So uh, to Jack Draper from the UK. So uh, yeah, I think Alcaraz. He'll need some. He'll he'll play his way into the tournament. The, the draw allows him to do that, and uh, then he gets to a quarterfinals potentially against Zverev or Casper Ruud, who's been a uh, Grand Slam finalist on a couple of occasions, Roland Garros, and and then you've got Medvedev in that section as well. So and um, and Runa, who's who's the you know a player at number eight seed, who um, who's really trying to uh, the, the Polish uh, male player is really trying to make his mark uh, in the game at such a young age of twenty. A couple of Aussies uh, in the Novak. Uh immediate side with Alexi Polman yeah. and Marco Polman's Novak waiting to see who he plays in round one. Um, further than that, round one, Felix Orga Aliassime taking on Dominic Team. Who do you think wins that? And, and obviously one of those two bombing out uh, of the tournament early. Yeah, again, that's, that's, a, uh, that's, you know, that's one of those matches where you, you look in the draw, you take Dominic Team on, uh, you know, because of his name, he's a major champion at the US Open. So you do take his... You do look at that and think, wow, Felix. You know, he hasn't he hasn't set the world on fire. He last, 
you know, a couple of years ago, it looked like he was going to really trigger. He's really, he's, he's struggled lately. So to really find consistency in his game. So uh, maybe he, you know, expectation is quite interesting, isn't it, with, with uh, young players because, um, you know, they, they come on the scene, they break through, they have tournament wins. But just that week in, week out, to be able to keep yourself um, stable and stay up the top is, is not as easy. So Felix is, you know, at 20, he's a 27th seed now. He was, he was looking at push and he, he touched the top 10. So I, I'm, I think that's a fence. That's a, that's a game for both players. So I don't see a favourite in that game, to be perfectly honest. And there's, then there's another popcorn match in, on the men's side in Tsitsipas and Matteo Berrettini. And so Berrettini's coming back also from injury, uh, finding his way. That is a tricky encounter for uh, Tsitsipas, there's no doubt about that. And um, so we'll be interested to see where, because he sits on Novak's uh, side at section of the draw, potentially looking to meet um, Novak in a quarterfinals, he or Taylor Fritz. So, um, yeah, that, that's one that everyone, you know, the locker room's going to be definitely watching for sure. Roger, speaking about Novak, 10-time uh, Australian Open champion, $2 on the tab tote. Is he the one to beat, mate? Obviously, he is the favourite, but who who do you feel can beat him in the later stages of the tournament? I mean, I like Novak, Novak uh, coming into the tournament. I like him coming into every major so far in 2024. To be perfectly honest, if you're looking at who wow. who you're going to put uh, you're going to put at the top of the tree. So, um, look, Yannick Sinner's going to be interesting because you know he beat Novak last year at the end of the year, and that's a that's a big thing because it just builds your belief system. So, I really feel like that's where that that half of the draw is going to be going. You know, with with Novak and and Yannick Sinner. And when I look at the other half, I'm I can create a few arguments for, you know, a few players. Grigor Dimitrov wins Brisbane, so he's coming into some good forms. Zverev uh, played well at the United Cup. Uh, we saw that, you know, he had some epic matches there. Holger Runa's uh, in there. And so I'm, I can create some uh, some arguments, but when push comes to shove, you've got to sit with the players that have, have made their way through to these uh, to these big stages. And, and Alcaraz and Medvedev on that half of the draw... Um, yes, Berev has as well, but um, Alcaraz and Medvedev, I feel like a you know. So, so when we're looking at the men's half, you know, semi-finals time, you know, you, I'm, for me, I'm pushing those four guys. Um, and but you know, as we know, uh, the men's game is so tight; it's over five sets. There's a lot of uh, fuel tickets that get used before you get to there. So it just depends on how how easily and comfortably some of those early rounds get looked after by some of the key players, because as 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 you look at it, you get yourself stuck into a couple of five-set matches um, and you've got a bit of wear and tear on your body and uh, your side of the tennis court changes dramatically. So with that in play, we've got those guys. We've got 16 Aussies, male and females, in, in, uh, in the men's in, in the draw. Eight of the men have been directly accepted. That's a 25-year that's a high. Um, so we're going to get some, you know, we're going to get some wins in in round one for sure out of the men's side of the draw, which is uh, which we're excited to be uh, look at. Roger on the women's side, certainly no easy start for world number one Iga Swiatek. Uh, tough start for her. Uh, are you still in the Rabakina camp as far as the women's side of the draw goes? Yeah, she's got a tough start on Sophia Cannon. You know, she's a, that actual the, the first four names uh, that that are, that were. Uh, were pulled out. Obviously, Schweinsteiger. She starts at the top, but Kennan's Australian Open champion. You've got Collins in there as well, and Angie Kerber, who's a, who's a major champion. So Collins made a final. Angie Kerber wins, has won majors. So just that that there in its own right um, is extraordinary. To be to be honest, those, those four names that come out. So uh, yeah, look, I I think she's got a um, 
you know, you look at Switek's uh, section. She looks like potentially playing um, once she gets if she gets through that. And, and it's a good, again, you're alert. It's a good start. Um, then she's potentially has Svetlina in the fourth round. Ostapenko potentially, who's who's still in the tournament here in in Adelaide. Uh, Von Drusseva is number seven seed. So there's some big hitting tennis players that you've got to get through. And Rabakina falls in um, in her half as well with Shuiontek. So um, with Pagula. So there's there's a lot of quality there. I you know, and but I do like Rabakina. There's no, uh, no no doubt about that. I like I like the way she goes about the game. I think the court surface here, the balls, the way her style uh, fits nicely at, uh, at Rod Laver Arena. And uh, but I'm really interested in seeing uh, a couple of other um, a couple of other interesting matches. First of all, Osaka take. Um, um, Osaka taking on, uh, she plays uh, a French woman in Garcia, who was former world number. You know, she got to number four in the world. She was she was flying, and then she's you know the wheels have fallen off. But still, that's a that's an outstanding first round match. Um, be interested to see where Osaka is as she gets through that. You know, can, could you potentially get to a fourth round and take on Coco Golf, which would which would be you know which would be an absolute must see. Um, and I really do feel like Osaka, if she can hold her nerve and, and get through the first round, will be um, a floating danger. There's no doubt about that. But um, I'm not sure if she can go all, all the way at this stage in her comeback. Roger, a lot of tennis taking place uh, around Australia today as well in Adelaide. Uh, have you got a winner in any of those semis that, that you think's pretty decent? Yeah, I'm, uh, I, I like Seb Quarter. Uh, you know, I just I just think in Adelaide, Seb Quarter's playing... Um, you know he's been playing well. I saw, you know, I did his match yesterday. He's he's um, he, he walks around the court. You feel like everything's cruisy in control, but he's got a whole lot of gears uh, gears there. And um, I'm going for you know on the women's side of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, my daughter's a fan favourite. She likes uh, Jess Pagula, so uh, I'm, <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll sit with her with her judgment. She's pretty. Uh, she's a pretty good judge. So uh, Pagula, she hasn't played her best tennis yet, mm-hmm. but she's through to the semis. So I think you know that's that's a good sign for her moving into the semis. Rog, we uh, have just about run out of time, so we've got to go uh, with Michael Maxworthy coming up. But Darius Savile into the semifinals in Hobart, a great result for her. Record attendances for that tournament too. She'll play number one seed Elise Mertens today. Uh, does she win that? Yeah, well, she's got a chance. She's a great competitor. She's, you know, she should be in the top fifty players in the world. So she's trying to find her game. She gets a wild card at the Australian Open, so that's all good. Um, it'll, it'll be a tough ask. She's playing. She's played match after match, so bitch and see what her body's like. But that's all. Um, you know, the good thing is she's winning matches. She's out there. She's in the semis. And uh, the last thing I will say is that the Australian Open, uh, where it's bigger and better than ever before. So if you're looking at coming down. Uh, to Melbourne, grab your tickets. We've got what's called, you know, we're we're going to, you know, they're testing out. They're always innovating, you know, so they're testing out a type of party court. Uh, going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. I think it's court six. Oh, it'll be interesting to see what that looks like because uh, you've got to get the matchups right for the court yeah, and the yeah. crowd. I think. Yeah, great, great for the fans and the tournament organisers. I'm sure some of the players will, will have a bit of a tough time adjusting. But we can't wait, Rog. We always appreciate your thoughts. We will look forward to catching up every day next week uh, as the Australian Open starts on Monday. Uh, Rog, have a great weekend. We'll look forward to speaking then. Cheers, thanks, guys.
Welcome back to the Big Sports Breakfast Summer Show. Michael Maxworthy coming up to talk all things Queensland racing. It was a massive day on the Gold Coast again yesterday at the Magic Million Sales and the Tab Calcutta, a record pool. So a lot of interest there. Um, plenty of great racing across New South Wales too. And our BSB Multi uh, is live and open. Three legs. First of those, Saturday Rose Hill Race 5, number 5, Bubba's Bay, top 4. Saturday Rose Hill Race 8, number 8, Kabling, top 2. And Saturday Gold Coast Race 8, number 4, High. Uh, Ali Mosley coming up after the 8.30 news. But right now, very pleased to say we're joined by Queensland racing expert Michael Maxworthy. Maxie, good morning to you. How are you? Morning, Will. I'm well. Just arrived here at the Magic Million Sales Complex. It's going to be a big day again today um, as we work towards uh, the great race meeting we've got here tomorrow. But it's going to be a hive of activity over the next few hours here. I think the next lot of yearlings come in. For book two, Wilbridge gets underway on Monday and then Tuesday to close the sale, and it's been extremely buoyant. Yes. The amount of money down here at the coast is just unbelievable. Maxie, great day of racing tomorrow. Who do you like? Who's the pick out of the two-year-olds? Well, in the two-year-old, Josh, um, look, I'm, I'm going a little bit left field here, and I'm going to go with number 11, Erno's Cube, uh, Ma Eustace. Uh, they've got a, a great chance with with Spywire as well, is much more fancied. But I just felt at around $20, if she runs as well as she has at the past two starts, where she dominated in the Max Lees, and then she ran second last start at Randwick behind straight charge when things went wrong. She was beaten three and a half lengths that day, coming from last. She stumbled badly out of the gates. You don't really see it unless you have a look at the Stewart's Patrol film head-on how she, she almost went down on her knees. So they had to ride her very quietly, and her final splits were very good there. So, uh, yeah, as I say, if she turns up in good order, I think at $20, she's a mm. terrific bet. But granted, Josh, Storm Boy's got to be hard to beat. Waterhouse Pop going sensational, in particular with their two-year-olds. This guy's two starts, two wins. And he's probably turned in the, the best performance of these two-year-olds when he won the Bruce McLaughlin, overcoming trouble through the first 400... 400 metres to pick himself up and still win with authority. He clearly deserves the top picking in terms of the market. Storm boy. Love that, Maxi. Erno's Cube, race, uh, what are we, race eight, number 11 in the tab at $4.40 the place as well. Maybe mm. something for people to keep an eye on. Uh, what about in the three year olds, Maxi? Well, the Guineas, uh, race number nine. Um, very, very good field. A lot of depth to the Guineas this year. I'm, I'm certainly interested in John O'Shea's Sydney Bowler. There's just something. I really like about this horse. Apart from the fact he's three starts, three wins, it's been the way in which he's been fighting the line, but he's really got the visitor's draw. So I'm looking at the two at the top, Sofrado and Chrysaor. They've been rivals for a while now. They've met each other three times, and it's three zip in favour of Sofrado over Chrysaor. And I think that's the way it might finish again tomorrow. Um, albeit Chrysaor's probably going to be a fitter. He's a big colt by better than ready. So he's going to trim up because when he ran second to Sofrado in the Vaux Road, he was first up on the spell. So I'm looking at those two, but again, giving Sofrado, the Queenslander, a slight edge over Chrysaor. Nice, Maxie. Um, in regards to the sales, you were there yesterday. You're there today as well, uh, broadcasting across the radio tab with Steve Hewlett. Um, that atmosphere, with everything happening on and off the track, what, what kind of week has it been? Oh, it's been unbelievable. Um, yeah, the, the money is just incredible with all these uh, million-dollar yearlings that are going going through here. And 
Um, I think this sale last year was a Southern Hemisphere record, something like $240 million was turned over through the ring. So just a hive of activity. Um, it'll be interesting to see how these yearlings perform in, in 12 months' time when they get ready for this race next year. But it's interesting, too, with the prices, guys. Um, the record, this is, this is about the 37th running of the Magic Readers. The highest price paid was Godolphin uh, for Exhilarates at $600,000. So it goes to show that probably the majority of them Winners of this race have been around mm. the two to three hundred thousand dollars. So, you know, you can get a centre together. You know, mm. with um, syndication companies these days, I noticed a lot of horses are being knocked down to the likes of Proven Thoroughbreds, Dynamic, all of those because you can you can buy a very small percentage of them being part of it. So, um, yeah, it's a great opportunity, and we've got eleven races tomorrow. Uh, I think $14 million in prize money is up for wow. grabs. So looking forward to the day. We just hope that the Gold Coast turns on its great weather for us. Yeah, I wouldn't mind some of that $14 million, Maxie, <laughs> but we'll see how we go. Have you got any other bets across the card for us tomorrow? I do like one, um, Josh, and they went up $21 on Wednesday. A horse called Boone Talk. Now, he's lining up in race four against Rothfire. Now, Rothfire was our star. I think he's Queensland's best horse. Um, and looking at it, looking at the opposition on paper, you say, well, Rothfire's just got a win. But I'm thinking in a big field where he's drawn very wide and a lot of lightweight. He's giving seven, eight kilos away to most of these horses. It's not going to be easy for Rothfire. So I'm looking at a horse called Boone Talk, $21, trained by Matt Dunn. He should be unbeaten for Matt. I think he should have won five in a row. Stiff last start, 62 and a half kilos on his back, badly held up at the 100. I think he's a horse going places in a hurry. And in six months' time, I think his, his rating will be closer to 100 than what it is at the moment at around about 70. So I know he's got a big job to do, and he's been backed into $9. Yeah. But I think he's the safest each-way bet tomorrow. Race four, number nine, boom talk. Lovely stuff, Maxie. Thank you, as always. Have a wonderful day broadcasting there on the Gold Coast. And, of course, a great weekend. Okay, you two have a great weekend, guys. Bye-bye. A very good morning and welcome back to the Big Sports Breakfast Summer Show. Will Davies and Josh Reynolds with you. We are approaching the end of our week and we've enjoyed all of your company across the text line and open line. Um, apologies if we haven't been able to get to as many calls as we'd usually like. Similarly, if we've uh, missed a few text messages, apologies for that. But 0419-767-272. Uh, this one, good morning, gents. Good job today, Josh. You're always up for a challenge. Have a crack at Canberra Race 6. Ricky Stewart Foundation Plate. It's a pretty open race. Nice promo for Ricky's Foundations. A, gro- a good supporter of the show. Certainly is. Uh, that's cheers from Rabs from Croydon. A uh, Croydon. Rabs is on... Race 12, uh, sorry, number 12, excuse me. Race 6, number 12, Burgundy Bubbles. That is um, that is the value. Uh, echo that. Ricky Stewart, great uh, friend of the show. Obviously, friend of Loz as well. The Ricky Stewart Foundation doing great race and racing at Canberra today. Eight races. Also racing at Gosford. Um, not going to put you on the spot and ask you for uh, for a winner there, but the top eight, uh, Cheval Savant, um, Marin Eustace and jockey Billy Owen. But good luck to everyone out at Canberra. Are you going to follow him, Burgundy Bubbles? I'm going to go the Bubbles. Like I, like, I like $10. Yep. I really do. So I'm on the <laughs> Ram Burgundy Bubbles. <laughs> uh, Michael Maxworthy joined us before. We're looking forward to catching up with Ali Mosley up on the Gold Coast too. Um, talking uh, Sydney Racing and Ali, uh, Brad and Adam have been part of the multi this week. The first BSB multi of 2024. Three legs. It's in the Tab app, Tab website, Bet's Friends channel. Uh, first leg, Saturday, Rose Hill Race 5, number 5, Bubba's Bay, top 4. Saturday, Rose Hill Race 8, number 8, Davos Tip, Cubling, top 2. 
on the Gold Coast. A lot of love from uh, Four Highness. Uh, Ali mentioned that earlier in the week. Race at number four. I think Barry Bowditch from Magic Millions was pretty keen on that as well. So uh, a bit of flavour there. That's paying $7. Uh, of course, gamble responsibly. Um, what could you be buying instead? A few other tips. Uh, having a look at Maxi's. Uh, he likes Boom Talk, race four. Uh, he likes race eight, number 11, Erno's Cube for the value. Um, doesn't mind Sydney Bowler, but uh, in the three-year-olds, he's got Chrysor and Safrado. Um, Davo likes, as mentioned, Cubling, but King of Sparta, he thinks, will be hard to beat. Race seven, number three. And Bradley Rosen, from a basketball perspective, New Zealand to beat Melbourne. And he's swaying towards Tassie, but thinks Illawarra are playing well, and, and that's a, a bit of a line ball one. But he likes Cairns and Perth to be winning. Uh, Josh, we've chatted a bit of footy, a bit of NFL with Bill Belichick ending his tenure or having his tenure ended at the New England Patriots, one of the uh, most famous and successful runs as a coach of a U.S. sporting franchise. Um, so it'll be interesting to see which direction they go. They do, I think, have the number three pick, so definitely need to be rebuilding. It's not been great on the park for New England of late. But the NFL playoffs begin this weekend. You can watch those matches live in the Tab app as well in Play Central. Uh, your Eagles in a tough one. You like them to win, do you? Oh, the Rams, that was your pick for the weekend, the Rams. That is my pick. Yeah, I, I think the Rams will beat Detroit. Um, yeah, I, I, the Eagles should win if we don't win this game. I'm thinking about changing teams. <laughs> no, no, no. That's it. They just really disappointed me. Do you know what it is? It's because of the trip. Because obviously yes. I wanted to go to Philadelphia, yeah, and experience it all, and they've really let me down. But that's okay. I probably let heaps of people down in my career too, <laughs> which is fine. <laughs> oh, let's move it on. The Asian Cup begins this weekend from a football perspective. The Socceroos, I think they're on the fourth or fifth line of betting. Japan are the favourites. South Korea following that. Australia plays India on Saturday night. Uh, plenty of great football there. Um, and continue as well with our friends from Paramount. The Unite round. Every match will be live and uh, three venues across Sydney. All A-leg men's and women's matches across Sydney. Combank Stadium, Allianz Stadium and Leichhardt Oval. In the Big Bash tomorrow night, the Scorchers against the Heat. Top of the table clash. Unless Sydney Sixers win and win well tonight against the Thunder, they can go into second and uh, put themselves just about into the, the the major final. It's such a qualifying final. Give themselves that double chance. Brisbane guaranteed hosting that. It's on the Gold Coast January 19. Uh, and the uh, cricket last night in the Big Bash, Adelaide beat Hobart. Uh, good win for them and massive performance with the bat from the uh, uh, Jake Weatherold, excuse me, player of the match. 80 off 32. Five sixes, nine fours. Matt Short made 39. Darcy Short 20. Uh, even bowling performance. Uh, but Paddy Dooley copped the brunt of Weatherold's uh, return to form. Considered 53 off 2.5 overs and going wicketless. Chris Lynn didn't play. Uh, because of a hamstring strain. Mm. Big Bash, as mentioned, continues tonight. Sixers versus Thunder. Tomorrow, the Scorchers Heat. And then the Renegades versus the Stars on Saturday. Uh, you'll be watching that tonight, I imagine, the Sixers and Thunder. I will be. I will be. I will be seeing if there will be a helicopter effect. <laughs> yes. Is it going to have an effect nah, on the game? Is no. it going to have an effect on the players? Well, if he plays, whether he plays or not, it'll definitely have an effect. Um, I don't think he's making it, but... Oh, you, you'd rule him out. Yeah, I'd... I'd yeah. Are there any odds up? 
on him making yeah. it. <laughs> they were, probably. <laughs> probably. Yes. Um, yeah, fun fun story, that one. But Cameron Bancroft, Stephen Smith, we had uh, Trevor Bayliss on yesterday. Very interesting comments around Bancroft and that opening uh, situation. That, like all interviews, available on podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and the Sky Racing website. The CA11 and West Indies continue their tour match today, day three, and it is a three-day match. The West Indies lead by 214 runs. They're three for 137 at Stumps. They declared at 8 for 251 ahead of yesterday's play, then bowled the CA11 out for 174. Uh, Kavim Hodge looking for his test debut, unbeaten on 44. He scored 51 in the first innings. And for the Windies bowling, Kemar Rochel, Zari Joseph and Shamar Joseph took two wickets each. Shamar Joseph catching plenty of people's attention with the way that he bowled and his pace. Um, and a lot of tennis to talk about as well with the Australian Open starting next week. Roger Rashid was on um, today's semi-finals in Adelaide. He liked Seb Corder. Uh, he said he liked Jessica Pagula, but I wonder if that was a parochial call given that he said his daughter's a big fan. Mm. Um, but a lot of great tennis. Darius Saville taking um, court in the semi-finals in Hobart. He didn't seem as keen on mm. her chances. Um, but Novak Djokovic, his pick, understandably, in the Australian Open on the men's side. And Rabakina, he liked earlier in the week in the women's side of the draw. So, um, Josh, the uh, text line just here, boys, a couple of tips for you on the Gold Coast. Hippo to ride the double in the two-year-old and three-year-old Magic Millions. Stormboy and Royal Tribute. Cheers from Boom. Mm. Uh, liking that one. Great racing at Rose Hill tomorrow, the Sydney Cup. Uh, you get stuck into the racing tomorrow or a bit early for you this year? No, I will. I like yeah, that. I need to get I need to get some back, <laughs> and, I've, and I like a few of the tips from a few few of the people in the show today. I like Maxie's mm, twenty. Is it twenty he, to one. His logic when he talks about the reason he's found a horse and he's looking at different angles. I and like it. Yeah, agreed. I really agreed. do. Agreed. Astute judge. Uh, Maxie will be right across the Sky Racing coverage. Um, tomorrow and, and of course Sky Racing 1, Sky Racing 2, Sky Thoroughbred Central and Sky Sports Radio. Uh, we'll preview those racing shows shortly. Steve Hewlett live from the Gold Coast and Luke Marlowe doing a great job filling in for Dave Stanley who's involved in the racing coverage elsewhere at the moment too. Record night for the Tab Calcutta on the Gold Coast. Uh, a lot of interest in that race. I think it was, let's get the exact figure here, 227,000 in the pool. Mm. And uh, thoughts at this time of the year immediately go to some of the great regional Calcuttas that we're very lucky to attend and see on this show in Wagga, um, Scone, Mudgy um, as well, obviously late in the year. Um, anything you've got your eye on? You've got a great trip to the co- uh, coming up to the US. Any other trips um, in 2024, sporting trips, racing trips you're looking forward to? I'm I'm gonna try and find my way to lovely Las Vegas. <laughs> yeah, of course. For yeah. round one, I think as everyone is. <laughs> yeah, from from Mudgee to Las Vegas, yeah. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'm trying to uh, slither my way in there somehow. But um, no, I, I think that'll be a, a good spectacle. Great for the NRL. Um, I'd love to be be there, a part of the first, you know, the first ever time we 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 have a crack over there and and see if the Americans enjoy our sport. Yep, and I think they will. From all reports, had a chat with Aaron Woods a couple of weeks ago about his yeah. his trip over there, and what a rort that was. Aaron Woods, yeah, highlighting the the National Rugby League. Obviously, he had a great career, but there are a lot of us saying, Woodsy, yeah, yeah, the cheese had a go at him, didn't he? Why are we sending Aaron Woods over there? He wasn't happy, Woodsy, was he not? Or but would look, he, be? he that's why I think that's why everyone likes the cheese. He says what he <laughs> says, what he thinks, and good on him. But no, that'll be exciting. Um, 
You know what I'm definitely locked into that mm-hmm. I didn't get to this year because I had one of my mates' uh, wedding. Uh, I go down there a little bit with, with my friends and family, the Gundagai Cup, oh, Snake good. Gully Cup. Snake Gully. And I'm going to lock Very in. Good. I've, I've got a few new recruits who I spruik about. Yeah. Spruik about the, the Cup too. And, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely be heading down there this year because, as you just said, I, I love getting out to the country. And the races are just a little bit different yeah. to here. They're... they're you don't really have to get all dressed up, and no, no, right. no, I like that. And the hospitality and the chat, and the flavour, the great, great country pubs. Yeah, we smell um, in the air. Yeah, and we, we love we love when we're uh, able to get out and, and be so warmly welcomed across region in New South Wales, and hopefully regional Queensland. We can get out to a little bit this year too. Um, we will preview those racing programs shortly, but putting you on the spot. 2024 National Rugby League. Mm. Is it a, a Panthers Broncos repeat grand final? Where, where's your head at at this point? Uh, the Rabbitohs. Who, who's winning? I guess we don't have a huge amount of time, but who's winning? Yeah, I think it'd be very hard to beat Penrith again. Mm-hmm. Oh, honestly, I know people say yeah, the grand final, and they were nearly gone. And I say yeah, but they were nearly gone. Nelly, yeah, nearly. The yeah. great teams find a way. Mm-hmm. Nathan Cleary. No, I've well, never seen anything. I've never seen anything like that. Um, look, South are going to be dangerous. Whether there was some obviously some stuff at the end of last year in the papers about what's going on at South. Is there a bit of, you know, is there something going on internally? Because it's it's crazy. It, with that roster, why weren't they going well? Um, and the only thing that I worry about South is they always spoke, look, we'll be right because we've got the strike power. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't matter if you've got all the strike power in the world. If you're not willing to do the little things right, you know, attacking-wise, they're great. Mm-hmm. They're going to be good. We always know that. With Latrell, Cody, Jack Whiten. I'm a bit interested in how that that's going to go. Yep. I think this puts a lot of pressure on Lockie Elias. Okay. Just because, in the back of his mind, I reckon now he knows if he's not going to play well, I reckon they'll tinker with Walker. Yeah, the Whiten. Yeah. yeah. So I'm not sure how that's going to go. But, yeah, look, I think South can fire. But I just... I just think it's going to be hard. I really think it's going to be hard to beat beat the Panthers. With Tab, the Futures Market 2024 NRL season, Penrith, $3.75, Brisbane, four fifty. the Roosters and Souths both at nine, Melbourne, 13, and then the Cowboys and Warriors at 19. We'll have all of that covered as far as the National Rugby League goes in 2024. Uh, the only place you want to be, Loz and Clark will be back uh, the 22nd of January, Mido from the 29th, Benway hosting with Loz and Clarky from the 22nd. You are listening to the BSB Summer Show. It is 853 through New South Wales and Australian Eastern Daylight Time, 7.53 in Queensland. We'll take a quick break and preview the racing shows next. Welcome back to the Big Sports Breakfast Summer Show, 5 to 9 across New South Wales and 5 to 8 throughout Queensland. Steve Hewlett's live from the Gold Coast this morning after doing so again yesterday. Steve, good morning to you. How was yesterday? How's the vibe on the Gold Coast this morning? Oh, very, very good. <laughs> We're people spotting Michael and I yeah, nice. uh, at the moment, just watching all these people walk by. But, yeah, it'll be a huge session again. Look, the weather was interesting this morning. Uh, back my first loser. Yesterday I wore jeans, today I wear shorts. And it was actually quite cool this morning, a lot cooler than yesterday. Uh, to give you an example, I think it was 28 when I was driving down early hours of yesterday morning, and it was 24 today. So, yeah. look, there's a light shower coming over the track at the moment, but... Uh, hopefully there's not too much in it, even though there is a fair bit of rain coming off the coast. So I think it's pretty important we talked to Navesh again first up just to get the latest on the track. Look, David Eustace, um, he's going to join us. I'm going to have a lengthy chat because obviously the Ma Eustace stable have been very active here, buying many yearlings, expensive yearlings, and they've got great memories of this race with Cool and Gatter only a couple of seasons ago. But this is a marvellous opportunity, isn't it, for David? He's heading over to Hong Kong. 
at the start of the new season. Of course, he's been involved in racing. His dad trained and his brother trains. And, yeah, we're going to um, really delve into the story and when he first heard from the Hong Kong Jockey Club and a bit about his history. Michael thinks he's got the best radio voice in Australia, ah. David Eustace. <laughs> Michael thinks he should host a night program or something, <laughs> but uh, but he'll be one of our guests. Also, David McComb just walked past. He's going to stop in and talk about Far Too Easy, this horse that didn't cost a lot of money here at the Magic Minions, less than 50 grand. I remember David telling me the story. He loved something about his eye. He looked into his eyes. He said, there's something about his eye. And because he, he's not big, and he said that's why he bought him, and he's just a marvellous horse, even though he's drawn widely. He'll be rocketing. And I know it's normally champagne time, Magic Millions, but tomorrow it could be coffee time. I think Harry Coffey's got a, a wonderful chance of winning on this Philly Arabian summer. Uh, I thought she was terrific. First time ridden with a sit last weekend around a bend. Time was a bit quicker than Spy Wire. Uh, I know she's going to 1,200, but I, th- I thought she was terrific last week. And we know there's been a lot of horses um, that have backed up within the space of a week uh, and being able to win this Magic Millions and uh, Arabian Summer is a case in point. But he's won a group, one on Suppressor and he, he's, um, he's a Swan Hill boy and of course he was diagnosed at a very young age with cystic fibrosis. But uh, in the past 12 months, there's a miracle a drug that's come along that's really helped Harry Coffey. Mm-hmm. He takes four tablets a day so hopefully, uh, well he's going to join us as well uh, here at our outside broadcast at the at the Magic Minion sales. Nice there. We know you've got to uh, start the show, and we loved having Maxie's tip before. He always raises uh, some interest with that. Any tip that you've had or you've seen, um, just the one at the moment that's really stood out for you ahead of the weekend? Oh, look, King of Sparta looks immoral. Mm-hmm. Uh, he really does. Provided we don't get too much more rain. Um, he was brilliant at this meeting last year. He was outstanding at Newcastle when Cold Crusher ran a track record, high-balling along in front. And that was several weeks ago, but that's what they do with this horse, King of Sparta. They keep him fresh. James McDonald last year sat him in three wide with cover on Magic Millions Day. Uh, He'll sit in the first half a dozen. Uh, He's primed. I actually saw him at track week this morning. Peter and Paul were both here uh, talking to Toby Edmonds, but he looks the better of the day, really. Um, All he needs to do is repeat his last run and he'll win. Um, Race seven, number three, King of Sparta for James McDonald in the, uh, the Magic Millions snippets. He'll win. Very good. Steve Hewlett, thanks very much. Have a great show and great weekend. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you. Good on you, Steve. Steve Hewlett there across the Radio Tab Network and on Sky Sports Radio. Very good morning, Luke Marlowe. Will Davies, Josh Reynolds, good morning to you both. Good to see you, Grub. Good to see you looking well, mate. Oh, gee, thanks, man. You've been working out. My legs crossed towards you. Thanks, Luke. I've been working pretty hard, too. (laughs) (laughs) In a very different way. You're looking okay. I'll take okay right now. Mate, great job this week. Um, I see a few of the listeners earlier in the morning were just inquiring who was actually hosting. You couldn't have just told them it was Luke Marlowe, so I could have taken the credit or something. (laughs) Mm. Yeah, it was a lot. You've done a great job this week, Thank you, guys. Great to hear you back on the air. Very kind, thank you. Can you just do me a favour? Don't talk about NRL yet. Because, yeah, well, yes. No, I'll tell you why. Mm-hmm. Because it's making me realise how much I'm missing it yeah, okay. at the moment. Yeah. God, I just am missing it, guys. Like, um, you know, I like cricket. I like golf. Mm. I like soccer. But I am just a rugby league man above all else. Yeah. Um, and, gee, don't we miss it. You, you sort of get to the new year now. It's January. still got a couple of months to go. You're just starting to really... Yeah. There's Look a balance, the days, isn't there? You? you need to freshen up, but then once yeah. I think we turn the new year. Next do you week... know what? If they played all year, I'd watch all year. <laughs> yeah. You can't do it, obviously, Josh. Yeah. I mean, it's too demanding a sport, but I'd watch it all year if yep. it was on all year, boys. Well, we watch the racing all year, and we love that. Mm. Uh, who's on the show today? We've got the punters panel, guys. So Shane O'Cass, firstly. Uh, the mailman, as always, will get his 
thoughts on the weekend racing. He's always good for a winner or two. Uh, the punters panel today, uh, trifecta myself, Nick Burney, Chris Roots, small but select lineup. Winners. I mean, uh, we're going to really dive into this Sydney program on Saturday and chat to DS at the end of the show. Um, I heard Steve say he, he, <laughs> he went the wrong way with the jeans yesterday. Oh. Well, how's the big fella going up there in the heat, Stanley? <laughs> <laughs> the humidity, I'm tipping, it's just starting to have an effect. I don't, I don't think there's any <laughs> trade secret here, but I heard where Dave was, and we've loved the coverage across Sky 1 to uh, STC, and of course, Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab, but I heard where he was positioned next to the sales ring, there was a fan for Dave, just helping him get through. But what it was, is it was a fan on the end of something, an exhaust that was sucking all of the hot air out of the sales ring where everyone was sitting enjoying that and just blowing it straight across the big fella just straight to make him feel DS. welcome in Queen. Wow. Like, big fella's going to blow a gasket. <laughs> he's a, he does his best work in the winter. He uh, he's a yeah. winter sport type. Have we got a health check on him today? Oh, mate, he's, uh, right? I'll tell you what, I'm tipping he'll just find a way to refresh himself mm, once yeah, the sales are he's a couple of jeans. big boy. He'll yeah. work it out. <laughs> Um, anything you really like uh, this weekend? Obviously, Punters Panel coming up, a bit of a teaser. Any any value or, or sure things in inverted commas well, that you've got your eye on? One thing that we're going to discuss about this card tomorrow in Sydney is the fact that a lot of these favourites, they're down in the weights. Mm-hmm. Um, I really feel, guys, that when you're talking off-season racing where there isn't a huge spread between the best horse in the race and the worst horse in the race, these horses with a weight advantage really come to the fore. So that affords a lot of these um, jockeys an opportunity at the weekend who can ride light. The likes of Andrew Adkins, mm. uh, Tom Sherry can get down pretty light. Um, and while some of the bigger names are away, I think you'll see those names feature pretty prominently tomorrow. So we'll get the thoughts of Nick Burney. He's a great judge, does a good job. Of course, our listeners would hear him across our Sky Racing platforms. He's been a big part of the Canterbury Knights now mm-hmm. as well. And, uh, of course, Punters Intelligence does a super job. His old man was a very successful punter. Nick, so um, I think he's been certainly instilled with some mm-hmm. of that knowledge, and of course Chris Roots. Well, you know someone else has got to come on, I suppose. So <laughs> we'll get the great man on as well. Very good. Well, that's all coming up across Sky Sports Radio. Look, thank you to you. Have a great weekend, hey. and obviously today. Have a good weekend, boys. Yeah, See thanks, you, Luke and Josh Reynolds. Thank you to you as always. Um, we'll look forward to you joining us again next week. But have a great weekend, and we'll um, chat next week. You too, mate. Thank you. Only Big Sports Breakfast Summer Show back on Monday from six a.m. Australian Eastern Daylight Time and five a.m. Australian Eastern Standard. Time.